And that's a huge law that we saw in the industry. People that you just mentioned, like they all do a great job of providing self-education to people, which man, I love and I'm super grateful for. Um, but one thing, especially in my journey that was tough was there were so many different pieces and, and different softwares that you need in order to, you know, get to their level. And you don't really know that until you're in the trenches already and you get exposed to all the different things that could help you automate your business or help you create your course or the software that helps you save money and all this stuff. Right. And you're just like, it's kind of overwhelming at times. And so we wanted to provide a way where we change the way that technology and education are delivered to entrepreneurs. This is the Angles of Latitude podcast, session number 152 with the co-founder of Leverage and podcast host, Cam Martinez. This is squadron leader confirming hostiles inbound. Prepare for battle. What you're about to hear is the integration of life. Clarity is power. If you live each day as if it was your last, someday you'll most certainly be right. Liberty. We choose to go to the moon. It's happening. And all things geek. Yeah, I'm not sure I know how to answer that. Uh, you got a badass over here. Welcome to the Angles of Latitude podcast. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thank you for joining me today in this particular session of the Angles of Latitude podcast. This is JC Preston, and what we do in this show is bring you life lessons or a message from successful entrepreneurs, experts, athletes, and artists to help you find and execute your own personal mission. And of course, live a lifestyle that you're proud of. Hope you guys are having an amazing 4th of July. Uh, tonight I'll be heading out to a few local events here in Indy and maybe even enjoy the Symphony on the Prairie this evening. And, you know, it's always a cool event that we've, we've been able to take advantage of for numerous years here on the north side of Indy. And in fact, if you ever find yourself in the Indy area during the 4th of July, I highly recommend you checking it out. Other than that, I also had the opportunity to go to the Dave Matthews Band event here last weekend. And I call it an event and not necessarily a concert because each and every time that they come in, it's two nights in a row that they have it at Deer Creek. And yes, I call it Deer Creek. Uh, it's something that Maria and I have actually been wanting to do for a number of years, but because she's had drill and I've had other events to go to, uh, we just haven't been able to make it happen until this year. So that was that was super cool, you know. And and really going to that event actually helped me see the need for for merchandising and our biking dashes across the country. So if you've been to any of our events or will in the future be sure to look out for new gear. That all said, tis the season, folks. So if you haven't had time to get away from the grind recently, do it today, if not any day. And even if you're not in the States, do it today. <laughs> but yeah, guys, totally get out and enjoy life a little bit. Uh, so that said, let's get into today's conversation. This is one that I had this past spring with a young entrepreneur by the name of Cam Martinez. Uh, he's a pretty cool guy and certainly is taking life by the horns. What's cool about what he and his partner, Sylvania, are doing with Leverage, spelled L-V-R-G, is one, they have a great service in providing various software packages at a discount. But two, uh, they're doing so while helping a great cause. And you, a lot of you guys know that I'm a, I'm a fan of social entrepreneurship and I think it's what most nonprofits should get involved with if they want to stand a chance of surviving today. There's just so many competing nonprofits out there that a lot of times you'll hear about them having to fold just simply because there wasn't enough funding from donations to go around to all the different organizations that are in their particular niche. So as you guys will remember from Harrison's interview, one of the things that Amplify does is teach new nonprofit founders to treat their organization as a startup because really it is. I mean, there's just so many similarities. But sometimes though, depending on the nonprofit, they still need some additional support. And I'm glad to see that Cam and Slovenia are doing what they can to help. So in our conversation today, we'll be talking about Cam's early experiences with entrepreneurship, how he and Sylvania filter who they work with and why he stresses the importance of properly developing and working with your network. 
Before we get to that, I want to remind you guys about Namecheap. And truth is, in business today, we all have to have websites. So there's numerous reasons for this. You never know when the big uh, social medias are going to be like, oh, I don't like what you're doing, so I'm going to remove you. Or, you know, maybe they'll just completely fold because I've seen, I, I've been around long enough that I've seen MySpace get huge, drop down, <laughs> lose millions upon millions of people's information and it <laughs> it's bad folks so you don't want to put all your information on social media that being said what are you going to do well you're going to have to put it on a host of some sort you're going to have to have your own website and as far as websites go yeah there's there's services out there you can pay a monthly fee to host a simple design website that's a thing these days However, sometimes those websites don't exactly do what you want them to do. And this is when you might you know, opt in for something like WordPress. WordPress is easier than ever to work with. Uh, in fact, the most recent version makes it as simple to use as platforms like Medium and LinkedIn. And on top of that, there are themes which have built-in templates where all you'd have to do is just change the content to fit your particular business. But here's the catch. Getting WordPress installed can be somewhat of a task if you don't know what you're doing. And so what's cool about Namecheap and their hosting platform is that if you need help installing WordPress or some other platform, they'll help you do it. There's other hosts that I've worked with in the past that they're like, oh, you want to do this? Well, you're on your own. Oops, sorry, can't do that. That's third-party software. We don't necessarily support it. I don't care if you don't support it. I need it installed. I, I'm paying you guys to help me out, right? No, they won't help you out. So Namecheap, they've, they've taken out all those roadblocks. You really want to get your own website going. I recommend them simply because not only do they have that service, but they also make it easy to buy uh, additional security for your site by you know, easy access to SSL certificates. And in fact, you'll need those if you plan on selling things on your website. And let's not forget WhoisGuard, which keeps random people on the web from looking up your hosting info. So if what you want is an inexpensive way to register your domains or get some help with your hosting, try out Namecheap. And if you visit newinceptions.com slash Namecheap today, you'll get peace of mind knowing you have WhoisGuard for your first year at no additional charge. Again, that's newinceptions.com slash Namecheap. All right, before we get started, remember to subscribe to the show on whichever platform you're using. Currently, my favorite player is still CastBox for Android and iOS, but I've heard some great things about Overcast on iOS as well. And apparently the ads that they have talk about the other podcasts in the category of the show that you're listening to, which to me sounds like something that would be pretty cool. So if you're if you're using an iPhone, uh, check out Overcast as well. However, that being said, if you are using the vanilla Apple Podcast app, really appreciate a review. Uh, those reviews still count. And also remember, iTunes is being phased out, so Apple Podcasts will be the app of choice in the not too distant future across all Apple devices. Also, if you could support the show on Patreon, that would be highly appreciated. You can do so at patreon.com slash AOL podcast. And of course, I always want to hear from you guys. So email me at jc at newinceptions.com with any current issues that you've finding yourself going through, which are really prohibiting you from going from where you are to where you want to be in your business life. And if there's any way that I can help or I know someone who can, then I'll get you connected and moving in the right direction. I've been doing this quite a bit for guests of the show over the years, but now I want to make sure that I, I'm opening it up to you guys. So again, any questions you have about your business life, send it to jc at newinceptions.com. Show notes and show note extras of the show can be found at newinceptions.com slash 152. And as usual, I'll be on after the show to fill you in on anything we might have missed. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is JC Preston. Thank you for joining us today. Today's guest is actually co-founder of something that he and his partner, Sylvania, uh, put together in the last couple of years here in its membership association called Leverage. What's cool about Leverage is that it offers low prices on tools that entrepreneurs use to grow their businesses, such as Kajabi, 
uh, Active Campaign, and a lot of others. And you know that in itself is a great idea. But what makes it even cooler is that part of their proceeds go to supporting causes that they believe in. Uh, today we're speaking with Cam Martinez, who can be found at Leverage.it, which is actually spelled L-V-R-G.it. Uh, Cam, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. But yeah, this is a really pr- pretty interesting take on an on idea for a company. Uh, before we get there, uh, really kind of interested in your background and how you got started. And here you are, you're 23 years old and you know you got your, your business uh, wheels underneath you. So really, I mean, that being said, it's not too long ago that you were actually in school. Did you always think that you're going to have your own business or, or what? I always knew that I wanted to start my own business. It's something I've been telling people for as long as I can remember. Um, but that's not actually what I was going to college for. I actually, um, my first year of college, I was playing baseball that didn't work out the way that I thought I was going to. So I, um, ended up just going headfirst into studying and Mm -hmm. actually got a scholarship to transfer to a, uh, large university called Colorado state university. Mm -hmm. Um, with the intention of going to business school. But as my first experience at a university, similar to a lot of people, partying got a hold of me. <laughs> and uh, I actually was focused more on that than my studies and ended up not getting into business school. And so, you know, here I am, second year of college. I can either pivot, switch uh, what I'm studying for, you know, a lot more expense and a lot more time put into it. Um, or I can continue on a, a similar path where I would graduate in four years and I actually started studying hospitality management, um, mm. mostly because, you know, hospitality management in school is quite easy. It doesn't require a lot of schoolwork. It's right, more so right. your how you interact with people and the way you communicate with people on top of, you know, providing good service. So that's what I was actually studying. Um, and for a few years, I had no inkling of, of starting a business. Um, it wasn't until... Uh, I think it was the end of my junior year going in, going into senior year, uh, that summer I was gifted a marketing internship and I got really involved in marketing, um, actually grew a restaurant I was working for pretty rapidly through social media, got a lot of college interest, um, which was pretty easy cause all I had to do was just say, Hey, we have, you know, alcohol discounts. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it brought me to really loving marketing, studying marketing. And, um, I got advertised to, which I was super fascinated by, by a guy named Ty Lopez, who I'm sure you've probably heard of. And a lot of people listening, you've probably heard of. And, uh, I took his program and started, you know, what I thought was a marketing agency. And that's when I started going out, getting clients and fell in love with the world that is, you know, personal development and business and, and meeting people in like-minded industries. So, Mm. So what in particular, I mean, did you toy around with a lot of different ideas? What, what in particular got you about with Ty Lopez's training interested in starting your own business? Was it like the, the, the freedom that you saw him have, or, I mean, what was, what was the, the, the motivation there? Yeah, I, I would say it's, it was an abundance of things. Obviously he was, his marketing was spot on to a lot of people in my shoes who were either in college or um, younger people looking to get started in the world of business, but obviously it was, you know, his videos with him and his mansion and Tim telling his story about where he came from and then his cars and all the girls he's with. Right. It's, it was pretty much like a highlight reel of you could have this if you do these simple things. So I bought into that. And once I was in the, his actual training, his actual course, it was, he was teaching not only like how to start a business, just basic skills on, on creating an LLC, but also how to go out and make money that I've never had, um, within, you know, like a week and, uh, which I had success with, but the thing was in his course, he was teaching a bunch of different things, kind of like high level overview stuff about different levels of social media marketing and, um, getting clients and, and doing business. Nothing was like super in depth on how to actually get people results. It was more so how to get checks, but I was more interested in how do I provide the value that these people are paying me for. Mm. And that was really, uh, it was a long journey of kind of figuring out how to, and discovering how to do that for business owners. 
So yeah, it was the motivation behind it was really kind of unintentional in his program because he doesn't really teach how to provide a ton of value to business owners, even though a lot of traditional business owners don't know how to use social media marketing effectively. It was still like a small chunk of how to actually impact the life of a, a small business owner. And so I, that was the motivation was trying to figure out how to do that effectively. And, and this is true. I, I think that, you know, a lot of young entrepreneurs, they, they have a lot of certain doubts or questions that, you know, it, it's, it can be hard for them to really realize, you know, how do I get from point A to, to point B? And, and, and I think that this is true for practically anybody that's especially going from, you know, a nine to five world or the college world, because, you know, we have that plan set in front of us. Right. Right. And, and speaking of plans, <laughs> you know, you being straight pretty much out of college, a lot of young entrepreneurs have family or friends that are like, dude, you spent all this time putting your efforts into blank. Why you're just now suddenly going to start doing it this way. What, what, what's that all about? So, I mean, did you experience any of that as you first got started? Yeah, absolutely. Um, coming from a family built around ed- educators, mm-hmm. my my grandma was an educator, a teacher. My grandpa was a teacher. My uncle is like high up in the administration piece of education around the country. So it's like the idea of me not finishing college, even when I had one year left, was you know kind of blasphemous in a way to. <laughs> to my family. So of course, a lot of, it was a lot of reassurance that I was actually making the right decision. A lot of, um, you know, they were very supportive. They just wanted to make sure that I had weighed all my options and really, um, figured out a way to survive if I were to, to do this thing called not going back to college. So, um, yeah, of course, of course, all that stuff came up and I was, you know, I was really confident in myself that I can make this work. Um, of course, I weighed all my options. Of course, I knew the risks that were associated with it. And it went really well for the first, I would say like six months. And then, like I was saying earlier, because I didn't know how to provide that value that I wanted to the business owners um, for the amount that I was charging, it really took a toll on my integrity. And I had to stop doing that. And so um, I kind of just dropped all my clients and tried to move towards a different direction of learning before implementing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I went and implemented, took action, but then hit this roadblock where, you know, it's, it was the business hadn't grown like I, um, was expecting it to. And so here I am, you know, because of that, hearing everybody that had been telling me, make sure you're making the right decisions, make sure you're, you're going to be able to survive. And it was a lot of, at that time, regret that I had made the wrong decision that I had not done the right thing and should have just finished my last year with some kind of security blanket where I could go get another job if I wanted to, um, or whatever. Right. So, um, that definitely came up, but, uh, then I met my business partner, Sylvania and everything changed. Awesome. Awesome. Everything did change. Let's kind of roll it in into how you started leverage after that initial six months, you've closed down everything and you're just trying to refigure out how you're going to attack this entrepreneurial thing. How did meeting him start your, your journey and doing what you guys are, are doing now? Yeah. So it's, it's been quite a long journey. Uh, our relationship at first I reached out to him over Facebook because at the time when I was looking for kind of a revamp, revamp in a, in a different direction to go, I actually wanted to start a podcast and just go and meet cool people and just get access to people I wouldn't normally have access to. And I started looking around at who the people were that were, uh, who had podcasts and were doing what I wanted to do. So I reached out to him actually over Facebook and said, Hey man, would you mind just like teaching me the, the different, uh, skill sets I need to have before I start this new venture. And he hopped on the phone with me for like two hours and just literally gave me everything that I needed. And 
most of the people that I had met at that time weren't really willing to do that. It was either pay yeah. me for my knowledge or, um, you know, I don't have the time to do that. You're not worth my time or my stuff is too valuable for, to give it away for free. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this guy hopped on the phone with me and he's just a guy of who loves to talk and give away information and help people. Uh, it's just in his nature to do that. And I felt that from our first conversation. And so actually that night I bought a ticket out to Austin, Texas and flew out to meet him. Um, I, you know, didn't even know him for more than two hours and I had bought a flight to go meet this complete stranger. And we spent the whole weekend together and actually went to this event, uh, called conscious transformation. It's kind of like a personal development, um, awareness event just to really show you how to, how to get rid of the stories that go on in your mind when situations don't work out the way that you thought they were or thought they would. So you know, here I am learning all this stuff about business from him, but also learning a lot of stuff about myself. And it really just kind of launched us into this great friendship where we talked every day for like a year and a half um, without the intention of us ever starting a business together. And so last um, March, he actually started Leverage himself. Um, it was really created on the idea of helping the small business owner, which again, I love and wanted to learn more about how to do. And the initial idea was just to go out and get group buying discounts on software like zoom and just provide it to our little community of like a thousand small business owners that we just like, they were all in a Facebook group and we wanted to help them out because we kept hearing stories of people not being able to, you know, put food on the table or provide for their family. They were struggling in business and they were trying to do too many different things at once and so we we made it our mission to help those people get started with uh you know starting out with lower cost on the the software and, and courses and stuff that they would need for their business. Right. Cuz that that is a huge issue for a lot of people that are wanting to get started cuz they 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 see what the big boys are doing right from the from the get go and they're like, "Well, how do I put in the systems that they have in place like those those other folks?" And a lot of times the people that you'll hear about the behind the scenes, again, mine being Pat Flynn, you know, he'll talk about all these tips and tricks and all these different software pieces that he's using and all these, you know, different things that you could potentially use or your Brenda Burchards that, you know, I know that you have a, a, a partnership with Kajabi, you know, he was a, a founder or he was a mentor and helped them starting that up. Um, and, you know, again, it's just crazy and how, quickly someone can dive into getting all these different services if they want to run with the big guys. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a huge uh, flaw that we saw in the industry. People that you just mentioned, like Brendan Burchard and Pat Flynn, Ty Lopez, you know, they, they all do a great job of providing self-education to people, which man, I love and I'm super grateful for. Um, but one thing, especially in my journey that was tough was there were so many different pieces and, and, different, um, I guess talking about tech, different softwares that you need in order to, you know, get to their level. And Mm -hmm. you don't really know that until you're in the trenches already. Um, and, and you're, you get exposed to all the different things that could help you automate your business or, um, help you create your course or the software that helps you, um, save money and all this stuff. Right. And you just like, it's kind of over, overwhelming at times. And so we wanted to provide a way where we, um, change the way that technology and education are delivered to entrepreneurs. And with that, it, it's really helped us in our, our endless pursuit of our cause to feed a billion people. So what you're saying is that leverage is kind of like the Costco of these software companies, more or less that you you have this membership and then they're the the your members are going to pay a smaller fee to get access to these softwares correct that's how that works yeah correct so we're that's exactly how it works people pay us a membership and then they get access to um the deals that we have available and we have done the hard work of negotiating for um all of our customers so we have that piece and then we're actually soon going to be moving in the direction where if this is, you know, what we've created with leverage, meaning the membership model where we're providing discounts on courses and software and a bunch of different things that could possibly help the small business owner. If that is something that a customer of ours wants to provide to their community and their 
email list and their um, customers, they will have the ability to replicate what we've done, literally like put their um, branding and everything on the software that we've built that hosts all of these different um, courses and different softwares and apps and stuff and sell it themselves. Wow. So that is going to be a route that we go soon. Um, but for right now, with what we do have available, it, um, are things like Kajabi and Active Campaign and, and some other cool um, softwares and, and courses built by trusted partners inside of our community. So one that we're launching next week is called Video Ad Bootcamp, um, where a friend of ours is coming in to um, showcase his course on how to create and deliver profitable video ads inside of your marketing. So it's, it's a lot of cool stuff, not just technology. A lot of education is going to be happening as well. Awesome. Love that. Love that very much, actually. Um, so you were talking about a lot of these different companies that you have partners with. Was there a vetting process in how you selected which ones you're going to negotiate with? Or were you, you know, strategic in like kind of categories that you were going after when you were figuring out which ones you were going to partner with and how did you actually make those connections? Yeah. So let me, I'll start kind of at the, at the foundation of, of how we go about vetting um, partners and even our customers. So we have a very specific set of values that we've created for leverage. Um, it's based on what we call the leader model. Uh, so you literally spell out the word leader without the second E and it represents love, empowerment, accountability, drive, and respect. And then the second E is earned. And so every person that we make a connection with, every strategic partner that we bring into our community to, to promote their product or service, every customer that we allow inside of our community, we want to make sure that they um, not only abide by that leader model, which are our values, but that they portray that in their everyday lives. And we really make sure that... Um, they're showing up as those people so that they don't tarnish what we're trying to create with the environment of our culture. So with that being said, we have a very specific process of how we bring in partners, um, whether it's referral or someone, you know, a person who just created a software that wants to potentially promote their stuff in our community. We have a very specific form to fill out and an interview process to make sure that they're not that they're willing to not only promote our company but also be a part of our community, be a part of our membership, and interact with our customers. So we, um, if somebody is accepted into our partnership, they come in and do a live demonstration of their product or service. They answer our customers' questions live and um, make sure that they have explained well enough what they are providing and how it's going to help people so that their people aren't just blindly buying stuff. So sure. that's kind of how we, uh, how we vet our partners and our customers. And then what was the last question that you'd ask? And the last part was how do you actually find the companies that you guys partner with? Right. So we do a lot of um, cold outreach. So we have, a member of our team, his name's Daniel. He goes out and emails and calls a lot of these companies because nowadays a lot of websites have a contact us feature on their websites. So that's literally all we do is just reach out to the contact us um, tab on a website. We either get, if we get a sales rep, we will ask to speak to an executive level uh, member of their company. If that's not allowed, then we we make sure that there's somebody inside of the company that would be willing to, to demonstrate their product or service. Um, and then we do get a lot of people inside of our community that want to showcase what they have to offer and a lot of referrals. Um, but one thing actually that we're getting ready to do, which we love the, the power of is podcasting because, yeah. you know, as I'm sure, you know, you can leverage a podcast to go meet people that you wouldn't normally have access to. If we're, creating a podcast that allows entrepreneurs to talk about themselves and we're going to these uh, to CEOs of these companies that we want to partner with, we can just say, hey, we want to interview you. We want to make a relationship with you. We want to promote you and showcase who you are um, if you're willing at the same time to be a part of what we're trying to create. So that's a that's a major asset we'll be launching soon. Yeah. And it sounds like you're 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 
doing something that's I, I think a lot of people don't necessarily really focus too much on um especially in the nine to five slash college world the traditional route so to speak you know we're we're told to you're really good at what we do and put in the hard work and you're always going to get what you want and what you're doing is a lot of what you know people like jordan harbinger will talk about is leveraging your network and mm-hmm. you know building those long-term relationships and once you build those then you can have not only do you have the long-term relationships with the companies that you have but you also have the long-term because of that you have the long-term relationships with your customers and that plays a very significant role in long-term success long-term scaling and and all of that fun stuff that goes with that so where did you learn about the importance of this because again not necessarily everybody knows it's straight out of college or even 10 years into their corporate life. Yeah. So man, I've, a lot of people talk about luck. I think there has been some luck inside of there, uh, inside of the journey that I've had these last few years, but a lot of it was, I am not afraid to ask people questions, Mm. um, in a world where a lot of people are claiming to love to give away their information at the same time. I'm the kind of person who loves to get that, to, to receive that, that free information from people. And it's limitless. There's books that are written out there. There's literally Google is a plethora of information. Um, but with these connections that we do make when I'm doing interviews or when I'm just literally just talking to people, um, we have a powerful tool called Facebook. I'll message people and just say, hey, um, I would love to hop on a quick call with you and just find out more about you. So I'm literally like doing what a lot of people don't want or like to do, which is have conversations with these people. They're all human. Um, everybody just wants to be heard and everybody just wants connection. And so I start from there first is I I really just like to connect with people. Um, and then after that, if there, if we, you know, hit it off and there's a, 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 an energy that allows me to ask a question, I will like, Hey, here's what we have, um, or have been creating, or here's the route we're trying to go. Do you have any insight on what you think that we should do next? Right. And people are so willing to help. All you have to do is ask. So I got really good at asking questions um, and not being afraid to ask questions. And then the the luck part of it, um, this is kind of a, a, a random story, but this year I was supposed to do what's called the race across America, which is a 3000 mile bike race um, to or from California to Maryland. And it was sponsored by a company, a nonprofit called Forgen Now. And it was all about bringing together the four different generations of people. Um, so Gen Z, Millennial, Gen X, and Gen Y. So it was going to be four of us, four teammates doing this race. And all of them were entrepreneurs. And so I actually made great relationships with them. And one of them now is my coach that has helped us develop our culture and develop our values, develop our um, two to, to seven year plan on the growth and direction that we want to go with leverage. So it's, it's really just been like, um, seizing opportunities and, and taking advantage of the knowledge that the people around me have, because a lot of the people I do associate myself with have years of experience on me. Um, that's really what I've done. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. But, and see, that just goes to show you though, that you don't take mentorship for granted. You actually act upon what people are telling you to do, which, you know, a lot of people, might have people giving them advice, but they just kind of put the blinders on and just go to work despite what other people might be telling them. So that's, that's good that you've been leveraging what people are suggesting to you for sure. Yeah. So amongst all the cool things that you're doing is that you actually are involved with a current nonprofit right now, uh, and a current, which has a, which has a pretty cool cause. Um, which is very similar to what we're doing here with, with Amplify Indy. We have um, the Hope Center. And what's, what's interesting is that, you know, for a lot of nonprofits, they, they have their hearts in the right place, but they don't build something that's sustainable. And some, you know, they, a lot of times they need help to get the financial uh, backing that'll help them keep the doors open. Um, so what you're doing, in, in, a, in a way, is, you know, a little bit of social entrepreneurship. And, you know, I think that relates really well with millennials and, and 
just again nonprofit world in general because if you look at example like Tom's shoes right i mean you want to talk about a really ideal model of what can possibly be done i mean that's that's a that's a great one what what are you up to specifically yeah so the the nonprofit that we're partnered with is called feed a billion their entire mission is is set in their name and their main focus right now is providing meals to uh female children around the world so what was happening is one, there is a logistics and distribution issue with nonprofits trying to deliver meals around the world. That was, it's been on the, on the way to being solved through this nonprofit because the founder, um, his name is AJ, he actually goes to the companies that he's providing the meals to, such as India and, and parts of Africa, and is hand delivering these meals to schools of those countries, schools of those states, and making sure that everyone is being equally fed by his hand. Because what was happening is before he was delivering meals, but because women are still not seen as equal in a lot a lot of the parts of the world, a lot of families were only giving their meals to the males, the male children of, of their families. So he really wanted to focus on making sure that everyone was treated equally if he had anything to do with it. And so um, every time someone purchases our membership, we donate a percentage to that nonprofit um, because we believe wholeheartedly in their mission and it, our, our values really align with what they're trying to do. So um, that's, that's kind of what we're up to. And, you know, it's really a, a win, win, win for all of us with the partners that we create with the customers that we acquire and really the growth of our own business it all equates to us making a bigger impact around the world. So, um, you know, we're feeding people, our revenue is growing, our customers are saving a lot of money, and it's just, you know, a, the coolest model I could have ever dreamt up. Now, was that always a, a part of Leverage, or was that something that came along later? It's been a part of Leverage since, like, the first few weeks of it, okay. its formation. Um, okay, excellent. Well, the reason I was asking is because that seems to be a model that a lot of companies today are moving towards. And so I'm just kind of curious, has, you know, I, I think, what is it called? Self-serving bias or something like that, where you actually see a lot more companies out there doing exactly what you're doing because you do it or something similar to that. Mm -hmm. I mean, have you, have you noticed that there's been an uptick in other companies being in the social entrepreneurship realm? Yeah, I I would say that it has def the message has definitely gotten out there why what we're doing is so important. Um I mean the biggest name I can think of that has made a major impact in the same industry or the same nonprofit world is Tony Robbins and his mm. um Feeding America nonprofit that he's partnered with and his entire mission is to feed a billion people. And so I think people like him and his influence and us and our influence, you know, it's just spread for throughout a lot of different people. And it, I appreciate the growth and awareness of social entrepreneurship throughout the industry of small businesses and corporations doing it. Um, because it, 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 all it really does is provide good around the world. Awesome. Love it. Uh, so 2019 already, and actually not even already. I mean, hell, we're already in the fifth month recording in May, guys. May. <laughs> what are you excited about in 2019 and, and moving forward? I mean, are you guys going to be partnering with any more nonprofits or what kind of companies are you looking to partner with? Tell us about that. So what I'm really excited about um, is the growth of our company. It's, we've been around for a year and like a month uh, or a year and about two months now. And it was all built organically. Every partner we've had, every customer we've acquired, all revenue has all been organically acquired. Meaning we've leveraged our community. Um, our community has done all of the introductions and referrals and people have come into our world um, from the people that we've met and the, the value we've provided to people. So what I'm excited for about 2019 is really the, the upward trend and growth of leverage because we're finally going to implement consistent um offers and consistent marketing we're gonna we have a whole uh marketing and customer acquisition strategy we're ready to launch we're gonna be launching our podcast 
And we're really changing the direction, like I said, of who we're allowing to be in our community, what partners we're actually bringing in and who we're actually serving. So I'm, I'm really excited for um, not really the, the new form of leverage, but I, I guess kind of the, the stronger um, foundation that we're going to have. So I think that's what cool. I'm really excited for in terms of, of leverage in the business. Do you guys uh, plan on being on any stages talking about leverage at all yet or? That is, that is one of our goals is to be on the, the biggest stages talking about what we've got going on. Um, you know, events like funnel hacking live and traffic conversions and, um, the, the podcast summit in Florida. I forgot what that one's called, but, um, we would, podcast movement. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Um, we, we love being able to spread our message and helping people and impacting people's lives. Um, and one of the ways that we can do that best is by talking about it in front of a lot of people. So that's definitely on our radar, um, in the next, you know, 12, 24 months for sure. Good deal. I will see what I can do to help connect you to the right people then. Um, so before we, we end the conversation today, uh, I want to get into the rapid fire question segment. And one of my new favorite questions that, uh, Harrison added to the long list of the questions that we potentially ask guests is if you could add one song, one book and one film to the national curriculum, what would those pieces of art be? Oh man. Um, that's a good question. I would say one song would be you say by Lauren Daigle. Mm. One book I would say this book I'm reading right now called Factfulness. It's a book written all about the reasons uh, we're wrong about the world and why things are better than we think. It's really just providing factual data and evidence and statistics about um, what's actually going on in the world in terms of education and poverty and climate change and stuff like that. So I would say that book I wish I could put in everybody's hands. And then one movie, oh man, Leonardo DiCaprio's documentary about climate change. Mm. Yeah, I forgot the name of it, but I would say that. Well, I I remember that it was recently brought up. Have you seen the uh, the video of Little Dicky with Er uh, Earth? I think is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's actually (laughs) what what uh, sparked my um, awareness about Leonardo DiCaprio's documentary. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that was kind of funny when that was put out. I've I've been following Little Dicky ever since he he did that first song where he was going around, you know, uh, asking people's permission if he could they could record the the video on their <laughs> yeah. property or with the car. And that that dude is very very talented, and yeah. uh, I love it. I love Super it. Super creative. What meshes is out there that is actually a disservice to youth? Hmm, that the world is getting more and more dangerous. Really? No, I think that's not to say that the world is great and we should all be chill and relax, but you can have bad and better at the same time. So the world is, you know, there are still bad parts of the world, but it's also getting better every single day. Mm. That is, that's very interesting. I, uh, I know some folks that, you know, would say that today is definitely more it is more dangerous than it was when I was growing up. And therefore you, you know, you have, your kids can't roam like I did growing up. Right. And to me, you know, I I think that, I think the world is safer now because so so many more people are aware of things that could go wrong than back then. Yeah. And it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of exaggerated media exposure to the things that are bad. If you can, if you watch the news or read any kind of articles about the breaking news around the world, a lot of it is negative stuff and it's really just amplified. But if we really look again, the the book Factfulness does a great, great job of proving um, my statement correct because it shows, you know, the the statistics of the murder rate around the world and the mortality rate of children and the poverty around the world and how literally all three of those things and a lot more are on an upward trend or decreasing. 
Amazing, isn't it? What is something that you believed as a 18-year-old? You're now 23, but as an 18-year-old and you're now tell yourself is completely inaccurate and why? Um, that the people who have the most meaning, the most money, the most fame, the most status are not always the happiest or living their best lives. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, this is very true. Yeah, and a lot of them have a lot of internal pain that they either don't know how to deal with or haven't dealt with. And it's really just, um, you know, if you don't know yourself from the inside out, meaning you how to um, counteract your your mind and the stories you tell yourself and how to listen to your body and how to take action based out of love and not fear, um, you can do some bad things around the world or, you know, hurt yourself. <laughs> And it's just a lot. We've seen it a lot around the world. Anthony Bourdain. Um, I was just, somebody was telling me about what happened with Prince and how he um, passed away. And it's just like, there's so many instances of people not living their best lives, even though they have everything that they could want. Yeah. Yeah. And I can actually tell you of a guy that I interviewed, his name is Damian Lupo. That's basically made his entire brand about that. Um, he grew very quickly through his 20s in the real estate world, um, had tons of units, and then 2008 comes crashing, and he loses pretty much everything and has to rebuild from there. But he did it, when he did rebuild, he did it because he was actually using insight and intention to figure out where he wanted to go. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... It's definitely a, a, a mind twist when, when you can see that you know money is simply an amplifier of who you are. And that's yes. pretty much about it. Yes. Uh, you are also a traveler. Um, yeah. In fact, we had to reschedule this conversation because you were in Spain not <laughs> too long ago. Um, what do you have as a tip for traveling? Um, I would say there's two things. One travel because it's you know it's a common misconception that i especially for me in my life i was always like i want to travel once a month and go to all these different places and really just live my life on the road that is great for some people who um are passionate about that but in the last the last year and a half i have done just that i've traveled every single month for the last like year and a half and it's just so disruptive and drains so much of your energy if you don't if you're not prepared for it, but you don't really know those things that do drain you or do disrupt your life until you travel. So I would say if you haven't taken advantage of the ability to do that, I highly recommend traveling to somewhere you've always wanted to go. Um, just so you can understand who you are, you can understand the different culture and international behaviors and education around the world and all the different history. Super cool. But in terms of like being able to travel, how I've done it is uh, credit card bonus points. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm one of those guys that, you know, opens a credit card every, every couple months and then puts all my expenses on it and then pays it off and gets bonus points. And that really has allowed me to travel so many places for almost free, right? Yeah. I'm still putting all my usual expenses on there, but as I pay them off, um, most credit cards give you enough bonus points to travel anywhere domestically. Um, for basically free. Hmm. Good deal. Uh, and I know that we've talked about this quite a bit already, but how can someone be a difference maker in their community? Find the people that you want to be around the most. This is something that Sylvania and I were talking about yesterday when chatting about what direction we want to uh, move towards with leverage. And we started talking about who we actually want in our community, who we want to hang out with, who are those people that inspire us, and that we actually want to serve. Um, so I would say start out by really describing who that person is and then stick hard to what you know. Teach what you know, educate people on what you know, help them make a change in their life based on what you, of what you know. And really you'll see your community grow. You'll see um, yourself grow because you're being true to who you are and what you do know. And then 
it also, if done correctly, brings um, wealth and freedom into your life. So, yeah, I would say just attract the right people, educate them, and provide value. Cool, cool. Well, Cam, thanks again so much for joining me today. Um, again, you can be found at leverage.it, which is spelled L-V-R-G.it. And where can people find you on the social medias? Yeah, so Cam Martinez on just about every social uh, profile, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, again, you can go to our website, lvrg.it. And then we also have a Facebook group where most of the cool stuff happens, which is called Entrepreneur Deals and Discounts. So any one of those places, feel free to reach out to me. Feel free to say hello and uh, see if what we provide is, is a benefit to you and your business. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Appreciate Absolutely. It. I appreciate you having, having me on here, man. So there you have it. I highly recommend checking out what Cam and Sylvania have put together over at Leverage. It's truly something I imagine a tons of online entrepreneurs could benefit from and really new and old alike. So if you're a veteran, go check it out. I still think it's something that you could benefit from. Uh, in fact, I'm still waiting for them to get uh, me my affiliate link, which Cam said is they're working on affiliate links and as part of their 90-day plan of attack. So definitely looking forward to that as well. As far as the show note extras for this session go, Cam had mentioned that he was going to be starting a podcast and doing so he's been on other shows as well. So I wanted to give you guys a handful of interviews. Uh, a couple are interviews of Cam himself. And then there's a couple of interviews he's done of John Lee Dumas and Ryan Levesque. But yeah, guys, that's pretty much all there is for session 152. Remember, it's 2019 and you need a website. WordPress is a well-established way of doing it, so make it easy on yourself. Get started today at Namecheap.com by going to newinceptions.com slash Namecheap. And if you need any additional help, they'll gladly do that with you through their support chat. Thank you again for spending a little bit of time with Cam and I today. Always appreciate you guys joining in. And until next session, dig in, have fun, and take care of whatever you're creating. And we'll see you back here next time. Thanks for listening to the Angles of Latitude podcast. Connect with us at home, at work, or on the go at facebook.com slash newinceptions on Twitter at New Inceptions, Instagram at New.Inceptions, and on the web at newinceptions.com.